Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program around the country. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Please check out the back catalogue of stories. There's some really, really wonderful work there. And please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date. This week, Kirsty Wiebeck. In less than five years, Kirsty has gone from doing a five-minute set at the end of a comedy workshop to being one of the most in-demand comedians in the country. She's performed at Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Midsummer Festival, Earthcore Festival, Women of Letters, River of Art Festival in Batemans Bay. She's performed at the Australia Says Yes Comedy Gala, Canberra Fair Day. Look, heaps of places. I actually met Kirsty on Tinder, which is the gayest way to meet a queer stories performer. The thing is, and I... I didn't tell Kirsty at the time that I had signed up to Tinder in order to promote my shows. <laughs> I was so desperate for ticket sales a few years ago that I signed up, despite having a partner, just so that I could tell people via the app that I was performing in Melbourne. So my friend told me not to make that confession at the Melbourne Queer Stories because, and I quote, Melbourne queers are more principled and ethical than Sydney ones. They won't think you're zany and adorable. They'll think you're a liar. But I mean... I still hung out with the Tinder dates who came to my show, and it was a good show, and I've now paid Kirsty to perform at Queer Stories twice. So everybody wins. Hello. Uh, I didn't tell Maeve that I was in a relationship at the time and was, um, <laughs> and was using Tinder for networking. <laughs> During the comedy festival. <laughs> You're welcome, Maeve. Um, <laughs> um, what a treat. As a stand-up comedian, it is such a treat uh, to be able to read on stage and not to have to rely on my memory. And it's actually um, so rare that I forgot to um, put it in readable font. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> so let's see how we go. Um, so, so I moved from St. Jude's Primary School in Canberra to a public high school while most of my friends went on to Catholic secondary schools. Um, I can't stress enough that this is not a complaint. Uh, <laughs> I was very blessed. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't that bothered about it at all, despite the fact that one of the kids in my neighbourhood told me his dad was the cleaner at my new school and would find hundreds of teeth in the bathrooms every day from fights. It didn't faze me, not because I knew it wasn't true, but because I thought I was tough. Uh, this is not the truth. Um, the truth is that I was a massive dag uh, with a lisp and bouffant hair and a fringe cut by my mother to resemble a loofah. Like, she just used to get my fringe and just hack into it. Like, just make a big fluff ball. It rained during PE once and someone in my class said it looked like a bunch of spiders having group sex on my face. <laughs> True. I was... <laughs> yeah. I was offended for two seconds before I caught my reflection in a window and panicked as a massive arachnophobic, thinking there were actually spiders having group sex on my face. Now, having started at a new school virtually solo, I made a pact with myself to go in hard and make new friends really quickly. It was a slow process as most of the other students had come from feeder schools and had a seven-year head start to make friends. That, and they were a real motley crew who took quite a while to sort through. 
my year group was using my high school as a stepping stone to juvenile detention. <laughs> in my second month at Stromlo High School, I was at school assembly, which isn't even the worst part of this story. <laughs> you remember them, like, school assembly was the worst. Every week, two hours long, shut up, everyone. We were sitting cross-legged, knee-to-knee on the cold parquetry floors of the school gym. We'd already sat through the science department banging on about a competition, the principal spending way too much time welcoming everyone to the new school year and 20 minutes of uncomfortably erotic dance routines from the year nines. <laughs> like, was that just my school? <laughs> like, you're looking back on it now and you're like, they were 15, like... <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> So, so we'd already sat through all of this when the, the worst section reared its ugly head, uh, the student of the month. Now, I can't think of anything worse, I thought to myself, as the principal harped on about the highly coveted award. After a good ten minutes of building up Western Creek's most lauded title, the principal cleared his throat to announce the recipient of the award for Grade 7, and there are no prizes for guessing that my name was announced. <laughs> a part of me died that day. <laughs> I stood up from my cross-legged position, which in itself was an arduous task. <laughs> like, I've never been one of those people that just, like, flip up. <laughs> like a concertina. Like, woo! <laughs> I was sitting and now I'm upright again. Like, not me. It's never been my jam. Um, <laughs> so I, I stood up and I tiptoed through the tiny gaps left between my classmates' tightly packed legs. No mean feat with two dead legs of my own. My face was redder than it had ever been, making it even harder to get the blood flowing back to my legs. <laughs> now, I walked up to the front of the gym with uh, 2,400 eyes on me, okay? You do the maths. <laughs> Lots of students. I took a deep breath and uh, I, did, I did a dad run up the stairs to get it over and done quickly, like just a, like a slight little jog up the stairs. <laughs> like everyone's looking at you, get up there, you know? Now, just as I reached the top stair, the toe of my deeply uncool Kmart trainer caught the top of the step and time stopped. It felt like I could have binge-watched seasons one and two of Buffy in the time it took me to belly flop onto the stage. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I'd built up a bit of momentum on the dad run. <laughs> Very thorough dad run. Um, <laughs> And this momentum launched me forward at a rate of knots and saw me slide along the newly buffed stage <laughs> on my belly, landing at the principal's feet. Great. Very quick way to get across the stage. Now, needless to say, this was the best thing that the 1,200-strong student body had ever seen. They roared with unprecedented levels of laughter in the true spirit of Australian youth delighting at another's misfortune. <laughs> and let's be honest, it's not just restricted to the youth, is it? <laughs> I grabbed my certificate, shook the principal's hand and went running across the stage before walking down the stairs very carefully over the next 25 minutes. <laughs> little baby steps. It took the principal a good minute to get everyone settled down again and it took me about 18 months to lose the red hue from my face. Now, the next few months passed by in a blur of students passing me in the corridors pretending to trip over. I took it in good humour and waited for someone else's fall from grace to make mine a distant memory. I went on to make a lot of great friends in high school, many of whom I'm still friends with today. My public fall at the start of my high school years was frequently revisited and continued to be the gift that just kept giving right through to my final year.
It was in that final year that I tried out to be in the school's fashion parade. Now, the school fashion parade was one of our community's biggest annual events, and most of the Year 10 students vied to be in it each year. Now, they transformed the school gym into a major fashion event for the night, and 1,500 people from the community would buy tickets to come. Local shops would lend us their clothes, makeup was professionally done, you can imagine my delight. Um, <laughs> a catwalk was installed, and a fully choreographed two hour fashion extravaganza would take place under the watchful gaze of the creative arts teachers living vicariously through us. <laughs> I won a role as an MC. Now, the show was divided up into quarters, and four MCs were given a part to host. We were to dress up as a pop culture icon and perform a big dance number at the start of our sections. I was obviously to be Shirley Bassey. We were being dressed by a local glam op shop owned by two fabulous gay men called Pretty on the Inside. It was the coolest place in Canberra made most famous by one of the owner's ritual of asking upon your entrance, on a mission or just browsing? <laughs> so we rehearsed for the big night for months and finally the huge night arrived. We were all swanning about backstage in excitement, getting ready. I had minutes to spare before I was due to go on and was staggering about in my kitten heels which felt 12 inches high. Suddenly, I noticed the intro music to my track come on and I realised in a panic that they'd queued it too early. I went running across the backstage area and burst through the curtains. The gym was packed out, the spotlight was on me and so were everyone's eyes. My big dance number started on a podium in the middle of the stage. I scurried across to it, slipping and sliding in my kitten heels, the first and last time I've ever worn them. And I went to step up onto the podium. Now my heel caught on the corner of the podium. <laughs> And I slipped, <laughs> falling face first with a thud. And now I've, I just face planted like right in the middle of the podium and I just like slipped like a slinky, <laughs> like back off it. <laughs> and I just lay in a crumpled heap behind it. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard that, <laughs> that I went all weak and I couldn't drag myself back up. <laughs> I was trying so hard and I couldn't get back up. <laughs> After what felt like hours, I finally took some deep breaths, rallied and dragged myself back up to a standing position to start my big dance number. Just as Shirley Bassey belted out the end of her first chorus, it's all just a little bit of history repeating. <laughs> Thanks so much. You've been awesome. Thanks for listening. For event updates or those excellent social pages pics from the various events, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night ramblings, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram.